Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 202 of The Body Nerd Show. And on today's episode, I'm talking about common causes of hand and wrist pain, the difference between carpal tunnel syndrome, ganglion cysts, and Kienbach disease, and the best mobilizations and activations to help reduce hand and wrist pain. Because it's a super common problem. And while it often affects people who have physically demanding jobs or athletes, anyone can experience it. It affects up to 25% of adults in the United States. And here's the thing, even if you're not an athlete or you don't work a physically demanding job, maybe you just work on a computer or you use a smartphone, like if you are on technology, that is also impacting how your hand and wrist are working and how they're being used. And I've also experienced wrist pain on and off at various times throughout my life. And while I never had a traumatic injury, I mean, I think we can all agree that hand and wrist pain and pain in general kind of sucks. So while the research might say that it's less prevalent in the general population, the truth is there hasn't been a whole ton of research on the rest of us. So I wanted to take today's episode to talk about what causes hand and wrist pain, but most importantly, what you can do about it. Because when it comes to common causes, again, injuries, of course, if you have a sudden impact, if you have trauma or an accident, there's going to be some pain potentially that sticks around after that injury. But the bigger category that I want to focus on today is repetitive stress. And I think this is interesting because you probably don't think of everyday activities, things you do on a regular basis as repetitive stress, but let's take typing, for example. So you have to hold your hands and wrists at a very specific angle, and then you use your muscles in a very narrow range. And chances are you also have some tension holding or almost like hovering your hands up on the keyboard as you're typing versus letting them be fully relaxed because then they would just like flop on your keyboard. So we're talking about repetitive actions like typing or using your mouse, narrow ranges of motion that you're working. And if you're not also taking your hands and wrists through their full range of motion or also working on strength, that could be a problem. So strength is also a really important piece because as technology gets more advanced, it also gets smaller and thinner and lighter, which is nice. But then my hands and my grip strength aren't getting any stronger when all the devices I'm carrying are getting lighter and lighter. So like most of the stuff we talk about, you have to then be more intentional with your approaches and strength building to help offset the movements and repetitive actions and technology and what it's doing to our bodies. Another common cause of hand and wrist pain is arthritis. There's actually two types of arthritis. You have osteoarthritis. This is the one that's caused by wear and tear. It's a breakdown of cartilage in the joint. And then we also have rheumatoid arthritis. So rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease where the body's immune system is actually attacking the joints. And that's one of the causes of pain and swelling. So when it comes to osteoarthritis, right, that wear and tear, that breakdown of the cartilage, your hands and wrists and fingers aren't immune to this. 
this and it can feel like pain and stiffness in whatever joint is being affected. So again, if you had a job or you have a job that is very repetitive and very demanding, right, you might see some osteoarthritis in the hands and wrists. Now, if you are suffering from the autoimmune component of rheumatoid arthritis, the symptoms are similar to osteoarthritis. They can include joint pain, stiffness, swelling, um, but also fatigue. And interestingly, with rheumatoid arthritis, it affects most commonly the wrists, hands, and feet, whereas osteoarthritis, you know, you see it in hips and knees and shoulders. Again, those joints that may be suffering from just wear and tear and just breakdown. Now, I don't think we can talk about wrist pain without also talking about carpal tunnel syndrome, because if there's any sort of wrist pain, I feel like any Googling, any talking to friends is going to lead you to a place where you're like, yes, it is carpal tunnel syndrome. It has to be. So there's actually a tunnel-ish shape in your wrist. And carpal tunnel syndrome is when the nerve that is running through this small tunnel gets compressed. So this narrow tunnel is made up of the small bones in the wrist. They're called your carpal and within this little tunnel, you have the flexor tendons from your hand, but also the median nerve. And so this is important because the median nerve, it controls sensations across the palm of your hand and into the thumb, the index, the middle, and half of the ring finger. So if we are on that, if you're looking at your palm face up, thumb, index, middle, half of the ring is going to be median nerve. And then the other half of the ring finger and your pinky is going to be your radial nerve. So depending on where the numbness or pain is can give us a better idea of where the pain is coming from. But just because you have pain at the wrist, again, it doesn't automatically mean it's carpal tunnel because the median nerve can get entrapped. It can get irritated higher up in the arm. It's not just there within that carpal tunnel. And so if it's being entrapped or impinged or irritated higher up, you might have pain that mimics carpal tunnel, but it's not actually coming from being entrapped within the carpal tunnel. So this may be why if you have had carpal tunnel surgery, but you still have wrist pain. And I've seen this before with clients where their doctor's just really happy, like, yeah, absolutely, wrist pain, like, let's do surgery. And again, that wrist pain that they may be experiencing is 100% debilitating, you know, not to minimize the pain that they have um, or are having. But when you have surgery and then the pain is still there, it's because that surgery isn't resolving the issue. And then also we can layer on top of that the um, psychological component of pain and how your brain learns pain too. So this is why you hear me all the time, like surgery is fantastic if you absolutely need it, but I want you to exhaust every single option before you get there to really make sure that this is gonna be the, not the fix, because again, we can't even like guarantee it's gonna be the fix, but that it's gonna be helpful, right? Because there's risks that come with surgery. There's issues that come up with scar tissue, like things change. But carpal tunnel is definitely one where I see a lot of just like, I was going to say like slap happy surgeons, but I feel like that really diminishes it. But it's easy, right, to get, you know, your surgery scheduled and get it done, but it may not resolve the hand and wrist pain if that's not actually where the problem is coming from. So traditionally treatment for carpal tunnel is splints, um, rest, medication, physical therapy, or like I mentioned, surgery. But again, if you're not getting to the root movement pattern that's contributing to pain in the first place, it's not going to solve the problem overall. 
And also, like, it's not like you're going to give up your computer, right? Unless you become just, like, independently wealthy, you win the lottery tomorrow, and you're like, sweet, I don't ever have to work again. Which, by the way, that would be amazing. I'd be so happy for you. <laughs> so, right, we're not going to change our environment that much. Because even if I get, you know, that fancy mouse and that ergonomic keyboard and all of those things, I'm still at a computer, all day. So we have to figure out how to address the compensation patterns that are leading to pain in the first place. And that's going to be your best bet to getting out of that wrist pain, hand pain, injury cycle. So carpal tunnel, while it is super common, not all wrist pain is carpal tunnel, but your treatment for it, and we'll go into treatments for your upper body as well later on in the episode is going to be, again, improving your posture and positioning and working on strength. And grip strength is a huge piece of that. So one of the ways you can improve grip strength is by hanging definitely off of like a pull-up bar in a doorway, but even just from a doorway itself, if you just hold onto the doorway and kind of lean away from it. And I have a video on my YouTube channel that I'll link to in the show notes that's all about hanging and how to set it up and how to get in the best posture for it. Also, you know, when you do weight training, if you are doing weight training, which I hope you are because it is so beneficial for building strength, working on literally just holding weights for periods of time. As I increase my weight, I find that my grip strength is the thing that fails the fastest. So trying to continue to hold on to the weight from side to side, if I'm doing the left side and then into the right side, trying to keep holding the weight the entire time for like even lower body exercises or doing things like farmer carries where you literally hold the weights and walk back and forth a certain amount of distance are all helping to build grip strength. So I want you to start thinking about how can I use my hands in ways that aren't currently painful to keep building up that upper body, hand, wrist, grip strength. Let's say grip strength pain. We're trying to get out of pain. We're building grip strength. (laughs) So another common cause of pain in the hand and wrist is something called ganglion cyst. So these are fluid-filled sacs that can form near the joints or tendon in the wrist, and they often occur at the back of the wrist, but can also show up near the base of the fingers. And part of the reason why they're so painful is that they can compress nearby nerves and tendons, which can cause numbness and tingling. So it's not necessarily the cyst itself, but it's what the cyst is squeezing or squishing that is contributing to that numbness and tingling. The exact cause of ganglion cysts isn't fully understood, but it's thought to be a result of repetitive stress or trauma to the area. And this makes sense because the body is going to lay down fluid. It's going to lay down scar tissue, bone, extra tissue in any spot where it feels like it's being overloaded as a protective mechanism. So the treatment for cysts is similar to carpal tunnel. Recommended is rest, immobilization, steroid injections, or aspiration where they actually go in and drain the cysts. And in some cases, they may actually surgically remove the cyst. But again, and you're going to hear me say this multiple times, if you're not addressing the underlying movement patterns and compensations that led to the creation or formation of that cyst in the first place, just removing it while it may relieve the pain isn't going to necessarily change the forces that led to its growth in the first place. So if you're in a significant amount of pain, it may make sense to have it surgically removed or to have it drained so you can get out of pain, but your work doesn't stop there. This is where physical therapy This is where body maintenance comes into play to, again, kind of rewire those movement patterns so that you are in a better position than you were to begin with to hopefully prevent that cyst formation. 
And you want to think whole body, right? How is my whole body contributing to how I'm moving and how I'm using my wrists? And what can I do to relieve that? So it's not just about your hand and wrist, but how are your shoulders doing? And how are you carrying your shoulders and your upper body? And where does your head sit in all of this? Because all of that impacts the way force is moved, how you're lifting things. You are a whole body. So we have to also think of your whole body when it comes to addressing movement patterns. The number one question I get within the comments and my DMs and my emails is, I have this issue, what should I do for it? And I get when you've tried icing and you've tried stretching and they're not really working, you probably are looking for a simple program that you can do on your own that actually works. And that's exactly why I put together the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. The toolkit includes 30 days of exercises so you know exactly what to do to improve the mobility of your hips, your lower back, your feet, your neck, and your shoulders. Plus, it comes with video demos for every single exercise and a full body mobility workout calendar so you can check it off. And again, you don't have to think about what to do. You just get it done. And with all of those resources, you're just 15 minutes a day from feeling stronger and more flexible. As a Body Nerd Show listener, you can save 50% off when you use the code MASTERY at mobilitytoolkit.co. That's right. Use the code MASTERY, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y, at mobilitytoolkit.co. And then keep me posted how it goes. Now, another interesting pathology that happens in the wrist and can be a cause of hand and wrist pain is something called Kienbach disease. And this is when one of the bones in the wrist joint, one of those small bones called carpals, has a lack of blood supply. So it's specifically the lunate bone. And this is the only carpal bone that doesn't articulate with any other bone and it's held in place by ligaments that surround the joint. So it's almost like sort of like a floating bone, but not necessarily. And so it's a key player in movement at the wrist and allows for the movements that you know of flexion, extension, and rotation. But when the blood supply is interrupted, this can cause tissue death. So it's a serious, serious problem. Interestingly enough, it seems to affect younger people more often, and treatment is immobilization with a splint or a plaster cast, medications to reduce the inflammation, and of course, surgery to restore blood flow to the lunate bone. And in some cases, they can actually use bone grafts to help replace the damaged bone. Um, and physical therapy definitely is going to be recommended to help you regain strength and mobility in the hand and wrist after something like this. And I wanted to include it because it is a cause of wrist pain. Also, hopefully you're like, oh, it's not all carpal tunnel. Could be other things as well. Again, not to scare you, but just to give you some additional ideas of where to go. But if you haven't already picked up on the themes, addressing your positioning and posture and strength is going to be super helpful. So how would this fit in? We still have, don't worry, there's more. We still have some more things to get into. But if I, you know, think it's soft tissue and I work on my body maintenance and I work on strengthening my upper back and reducing tension in my hands and wrists and forearms and shoulders and doing all that and I have no change in my pain, then I'm thinking, huh, maybe it isn't this. Let me definitely go get a second opinion, maybe even a third opinion because the soft tissue work I'm doing isn't changing anything, right? Which is very different than just going to your doctor or going to your healthcare provider immediately, like I have wrist pain and they're just doing the best they can within their scope as well. So by doing body maintenance, we allow our healthcare professionals to do their job better 
because we're giving them more information about what we've already tried. So lastly, a common pathology that leads to wrist and hand pain is something called Dequervain syndrome or Dequervain's tenosynovitis. So this is often seen in new moms, which we'll talk about, but it's a painful condition that affects the tendons on the thumb side of your wrist. And it's an inflammation specifically of the extensor pollicis brevis and the abductor pollicis longus tendon sheaths. So these are the muscles that move your thumb back and out to the side. So you'll experience pain when turning your wrist, grasping anything, making a fist. And like I said, it's commonly seen in new moms because they're doing the repetitive action of changing diapers and picking up their babies and they're doing it frequently. But also think of the context because one of the hormones that is in circulation during pregnancy and after labor is relaxin and it helps to facilitate labor, but it also makes your body less stable. Also think of the detraining. If you are someone who you know works out regularly, there is a point where you're either too tired or too pregnant to have your same workouts. So ligaments and tendons and things like that can lose some of their robustness, so to speak. So relaxin softens the ligaments all throughout the body and the ones in your hand and wrist are no different. Now here's something interesting that I uncovered while I was doing the research for today's episode. So while the exact cause of Dequervain's isn't totally clear, it's not straightforward of an overuse injury like we would think, it has been attributed to a combination of degeneration within the fibrous tissue and a change in vascularity. So instead of this acute inflammation of the lining of the tendon, the synovial lining of the tendon, which provides some you know, additional support, but also lubrication, And this, again, is what you would expect to see in most overuse or repetitive stress injuries. What you see instead is a thickening of the tendon sheath and that fibrous tissue is, you know, depositing itself within the tendon sheath. It gets a little bit thicker and then it actually like entraps the tendons that we talked about, those thumb tendons of the abductor pollicis longus and the extensor pollicis brevis. They're getting kind of stuck in this thick, less elastic tendon sheath. So is it overuse or is it overuse and, you know, just a different combination of events? Again, more research is needed. But as far as the treatment, we're looking at splinting. Systemic anti-inflammatories or steroid injections may help. And these are the most frequently utilized non-surgical options. But again, if you address the movement and positioning that may also be contributing to the pain, that's going to give you a longer term fix because even those steroid injections give you what, six months? So use them for the pain relief if that's you know appropriate and applicable for you, but it doesn't just end there. Make sure you are also doing your body maintenance. You're working on your strength. You're working on your tissue tension so that by the time that wears off, you're already feeling better and so much stronger than you were before. And like I said at the top of the show, like none of us is immune to hand and wrist pain because of our smartphone usage. You're on your phone. I'm on my phone. We're all on our phone. There's actually a study published in medicine in 2020 that was looking at smartphone usage as a cause for hand and wrist pain in medical students at a university in Saudi Arabia. And so there were 387 participants who took a smartphone addiction scale test, which like horrifying. I would hate to take that. I would probably be off the charts for the level of addiction that I have with my phone. (laughs) All right. And then from there, participants were divided into a smartphone addict group and a non-addict group, which I'm just like, oh my goodness, word choice matters, y'all. I can't say I'm proud to be in the smartphone addict group, but I'm pretty sure I would be. (laughs) 
So they had both groups do a self-administered evaluation questionnaire to evaluate their hand and wrist pain. And they did something called the Finkelstein test to those who said that they had pain in the thumb and wrist. So this is a test that's used to diagnose Dequervain's tenosynovitis. And what you do is you make a fist and tuck your thumb on the inside of your fist. And then you try to bend your wrist down towards the pinky side of your hand. And now I'm doing this right now. And holy guacamole, it is so much tighter in my right hand compared to my left, which tells me I got some work to do. So the study concluded that students who are heavy users of their smartphone have mild pain and stiffness in their thumb and wrist. And a positive Finkelstein test wasn't associated necessarily with smartphone addiction. Other clinical and subclinical changes in the thumb and wrist tissues could cause pain. So this was evident in the association that was found between higher scores on their self-administered hand and wrist evaluation and their amount of smartphone usage. So Again, if we're using phones and we're using technology, we're not immune. That's what I'm trying to say. We're not immune. Um, It could be us. And so your hand and wrist body maintenance is even that much more important. And if you've been nodding along with everything I'm saying, like, okay, wait, 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 this is me. Where do I start from here? Like I said, I'm going to link to some mobilizations and activations that are going to help you in the show notes including that hanging video on my YouTube and my favorite hand and wrist rollout using therapy balls. So show notes as always are at aewellness.com slash podcast. Definitely check those out. And you're going to want to work on improving posture and positioning and the mobility mastery toolkit has some exercises for that as well. So those are all things to get you started. I also have two additional podcast episodes that are about the upper body. 182 is all about elbow pain and 183 is about stronger hands for healthy shoulders. So go check out those resources, do something, right? Work on your hand and wrist pain. It doesn't have to be super complicated. It doesn't have to be more than one or two exercises a day. You just got to do something. And if you need help and if you need support and you're like, I don't know where to start, that's what I'm here for. Just reach out. Okay. And if you're like, okay, but I also want to go on vacation. (laughs) Well, then the Maven's Retreat is just for you. So if you're looking for some rest and relaxation, if you want to sleep multiple nights in a row without using your alarm clock, if you want to eat delicious food like tacos and guacamole, and if you want to just like relax and be and exist with a bunch of other movement-minded women and femmes, then the retreat is for you. It's going to be freaking awesome. We're going to Puerto Vallarta this May which is honestly one of my most favorite places on the world, on the world, in the world (laughs) to be. And it's just such an amazing time if you have never been there before. So we're staying in a beautiful villa. It's just steps from the beach, like literally steps. You could trip and you would end up at the beach. It's a super short walk from town. And once your feet hit the ground in Puerto Vallarta, everything is included, your food, your classes, your swag, and some seriously relaxing and super fun activities. So you can learn more about retreat and everything that is included by heading on over to aewellness.com slash retreat. If you want to go and you want to save some cash, we're talking like $250, send me an email with the subject retreat me before the end of this month, February 28th, 2023. My email is info at aewellness.com and I'll get you all hooked up. 
So what was your biggest takeaway from today's episode? I think for me, it was realizing how stiff my right wrist is and realizing I need to do some work on that. But I would love to hear from you. You can take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. You can send me a DM on Instagram. You can leave a voicemail on the Body Nerd hotline. That number is 818-396-6501. You can find me on Instagram at Hala for Mala or TikTok at AE Wellness. And like I mentioned, all things podcast related from show notes, links, free downloads, everything I mentioned in today's episode, live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. You know the drill, subscribe, review, share this episode with somebody who's complaining about their wrist all the time and isn't sure what to do. Maybe they think they have carpal tunnel, but they're not sure. Let them listen to this episode and then know that maybe it's carpal tunnel, maybe it's not, but either way, let's work on upper body strength and improving positioning and posture. So here's asking better questions, moving more, working on our grip strength and farmer carries, and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.